0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, Pro Football Hall of Fame head coach Bill Parcells once said he wanted a senior quarterback grad that started three years, won 23 of 30 games, with a two to one touchdown to interception ratio and completed 60% of his passes. Was he right? You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr. All right, as we bring the music down, welcome back everybody nfl historians and lovers of sports history welcome back this show is for you guys and gals i always say this before the show starts look if you know this stuff, good job i mean you know congratulations to you but remember there's someone out there that does not so you know if you want to turn it off and move on no problem but you want to stay and listen you know come on learn with me because there's some stuff that i've learned and It's just mind-blowing. It really is, you know, to me. I love learning. I love history, especially NFL history. And this show is for those who don't know as much about NFL history. So we're here to do three things that is enlighten, teach, and learn. I am your host, Michael Neal Jr. This is the Behind the Mic Podcast, presented by Billy Up Sports, Billy Up Sports Podcast Network, and belly up media so you can catch us all on bellyupsports.com go to that website click on it check out the merch the stories uh you know all of the the things that you can have for yourselves the belly up brand okay uh and then as well as uh all the individual show brands that's always going to be a good thing for everybody okay but you catch all of our shows on Megaphone. That's our home base, as well as all the favorites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Okay, I'm not on YouTube yet. Okay, I'm still just audio only. We'll get there one day. Uh, So, I mean, I I always got show ideas. I actually got about, at least about nine or ten different show ideas. And yes, I said I was going to do the helmet thing. I did, and I'm going to get to that. But I felt like this was a little bit more Hitting home, especially watching preseason this week. And I was watching Anthony Richardson, and it just came to my mind like, man, you know, this guy was picked fourth overall. Okay. Anthony Richardson, uh, a one year starter, 6'4, 232 pounds, has all the tools. Okay. This guy has all the tools. And Indianapolis picked him with the fourth overall. He's on a short list of quarterbacks drafted in the first round after only one year of collegiate starting, only one year. And I I just wonder how his career would pan out and what happened to other guys. Now, not just one year starts. I had to broaden it out a little bit more because because uh, according to an article that I read, um, this was according to Ryan Dunleavy of NewJersey.com. He wrote NJ.com if you want to click on it and go to it. He wrote an article stating since 2000, there have only been three quarterbacks selected in the first round who have only been one-year collegiate starters. It's Mitchell Trubisky, Cam Newton, and Mark Sanchez. And this was as of June 2019. All right, this was heading into the 2019 draft where you had Kyler Murray, and Dwayne Dwayne Haskins. Okay. So yeah, you, you didn't have a whole lot of guys drafted in the first round. You have to add this man to the list of one-year starters as well. And I just I mean just watching it and I'm I'm rooting for him. Okay. I'm all I'm rooting for everybody. I'm not I mean, maybe unless you play for Baltimore being a Steelers fan. <laughs> I mean, if anybody else in the AFC North outside of Pittsburgh. Maybe I'm not rooting as hard for you unless your name is Joe Burrow. I'm sorry. I just like Joe Joe Burrow. I'm still the fans. I'm sorry. I I do. I like the guy. I I love the kid. But um, I'm just saying that I I, I root for these guys uh, for the most part. There's no reason for me to root against them other than fandom. But as a football fan, as a football historian, an NFL historian, I want to see players succeed. Unfortunately, in this life, it's just not fair, and not everybody's going to be successful. Everybody can't raise a trophy, everybody can't be the best. They're not going to reach their full potential, you know. But it's great to get to the league and get paid, that's great. But there's plenty of people that do not make it. And uh, for him to have made it after being a one year starter at Florida I mean, 12 starts, uh, uh, it hit that uh, last year for Florida. I watched him. Um, 2,549 yards. You're going to get some numbers today. And uh, what, he was uh, 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions, ran for 600 yards, 600-plus 600 yards, and only completed 53% of his passes. I'm saying this because a long time ago, Bill Parcells was basically telling you th- the quarterback that he wants as someone he would draft, he wants a quarterback with specifics, He's got specific things that he wants that he believes will help his team be as good as it can be. So what was his specifics? He wants a three-year starter. Okay, a senior three-year starter. So I want you to start your sophomore through your senior year. I mean, this is, I mean, this probably if they all things were perfect. Okay, that's the best way that I could put it. If all things were perfect, he wants a three-year starter that is a graduate a senior graduate he wants him to graduate he wants him to have played in 30 games he wants this guy to have won at least 23 of these games so this is a pretty good quarterback right and a two to one in touchdown to interception ratio you can't have more interceptions than the touchdowns i don't even really want it to be that close i want you to be to stay away from the turnovers all right even though he told phil sims look i don't care throw some for interceptions take some chances <laughs> that just popped in my head well Phil Sims was a really good quarterback I believe he'll be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day that's just what I believe um, But uh, and then on top of that this is something that always stuck in my mind when I heard him say it you know, years ago when I you know, was told about this uh, when he had said it a long time ago 60% completion percentage he wanted his guy to complete 60% Of his passes. And the first guy that I think about is the one that Tennessee drafted some years ago. I actually thought about Jake Locker. Now, the guy started some years at Washington, but the problem was he barely completed over 50% of his passes. I think he was 53, 54% for his entire career. And, you know, he didn't last long in the NFL. He just wasn't that great of a passer. You, you would think, okay, so he's got all the tools and the measurables, and he has the uh, – it's always that word potential. And I understand that word potential. I totally get it. It's the reason why you get guys you never heard of overseas that get drafted over the guys that's here right up under your nose that, you know, you haven't seen play because of their potential. This guy who shoots your eyeballs out, and then he get over here – some of them work out, some of them don't. You know, And then the guys, same thing here. Some of them work out, some of them don't. It's That's sports. That's sports. That's all it is. It's just sports. And, you know, you have these measurables, 60% completion percentage. I, I mean, I would love for people to do that. I don't think Lamar Jackson had over 60% for his career. I, I really, thinking off the top of my head, he did. I don't think he completed over 60% of his passes for his career at Louisville but he was just so great a talent. He still is now. If the guy can stay healthy, you know, as a Steelers fan, I mean, I care less if he's on the sideline because (laughs) he's not playing. Thank. Thank you. Yeah. Would I rather beat him with him on the field? Of course, but when he's not on the field, I mean, look, it is what it is. I can't help that. But uh, Lamar Jackson is a dangerous player when he's healthy. Um, Could he play a little bit better? Yeah, but I think it's more so just as much as health as anything else um but uh, looking at those measurables that Bill Parcells put out there this is the first name that I <laughs> I had to bring it up because it's just right there in my face kick the music so you have the comp of Brock Purdy Mr irrelevant the last pick in the draft in what 2022. So you you got a rookie quarterback that took you all the way to the NFC Championship game because the first two starters got hurt. You had the original guy, and we'll get to him in a minute, Trey Lance. And then, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down hurt as well. And they're playing well. San Francisco's playing well. They got a decent record. But then Purdy goes undefeated until, you know, the Eagles hit his elbow and snapped that tendon, and he can't even throw anymore. And so the Eagles ran away with that game even though it still was, I guess, somewhat close at some point, but I mean, that, there was no chance. There was no chance. <laughs> they had emergency quarterbacks at the th- It was getting ready to put uh, Christian McCaffrey a quarterback at one time, but he couldn't even throw the football. But if you look at the comp there, I'm not surprised that Brock Purdy was good when he came in. He started all four years at Iowa State. He was a senior, he graduated, He played 42 games, he had 31 wins, he threw 81 touchdowns compared to 33 interceptions. That's a 2.45 touchdown to interception ratio, and he completed 67% of his passes. So no wonder when this kid gets with a coach, a head coach that is an offensive guru and mastermind with Kyle Shanahan and with an offense that does surround him with some weapons, and a defense that is one of the better ones in the league, no wonder. You put a quarterback with a head on straight. Look, I've already started four years of college football, and I play well. Did we win anything? No, but it's Iowa state. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, so, I mean, but him being as good as he was in college, and then he was picked dead last by the San Francisco 49ers, and then he's the third quarterback, and then he goes undefeated and plays as if he's been in the league for 10 years already. That's the difference. But then, it's just so many differences. Even with this guy, you you can't put it all in that basket and say, if this guy does this, it'll work. That's not totally true, but you just kind of wonder. The first guy that got hurt, Trey Lance, out of North Dakota State, of course, 2019, he went 16-0, and all right? and 16-0, North Dakota State. Threw for almost 2,800 yards, 28 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. And he ran for over 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. Of course, the next year was a COVID year, and he just went 1-0. and They played that one game. You know, he showed out a little bit in that one, even though he only completed half of his passes. But he had 17 total starts. Had a pretty good completion percentage over 60 percent and ran for you know a lot of yards as well but he was drafted on potential he was drafted in the first round on potential only 17 starts only problem is he is yet to be able to show what he has learned and what he can do because he, he hasn't been on the field he's barely been on the field and he's been hurt so this year we'll see what happens and then you have guys uh, how many of you guys out there remember Akili Smith? Yeah, he was great out of high school, but because his test scores weren't good enough, he couldn't go to San Diego State. So he goes and I mean, he got drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates, Major League Baseball. Then he ended up saying, okay, I'm going to play some football. Goes to junior college before going to Oregon for a couple of seasons. And he only had 19 starts at Oregon. Only 19. And he was 6'3", 220, had all the physical tools. I still remember the highlights. Every time he let the ball go, he was throwing the ball 50 yards down the field to somebody. You know what I mean? And I was a slick Oregon fan. I I mean, I I love the colors. I love the names. You know, it was was just great. I've always kind of rooted for Oregon. And seeing Achilles Smith do what he did in college. But even then, when he declared for the draft, I'm like, this guy might need to stay another year and he was picked third overall in the first round by the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bengals were terrible this is back in what 99 they were terrible so I mean in Oregon you know that that one year 32 touchdowns and 8 picks everybody was pumping him up yeah this guy I I even read in a spot where Tony Dungy was saying that I would probably take (laughs) I would probably take Akili Smith And he didn't start his NFL career off right. He had the big contract dispute in training camp. But then when he did start, when he came, only 17 starts from 1999 to 2002. And uh, he had a 3 and 14 record. He wasn't ready. He clearly wasn't ready. Some of that may be coaching, and some of that has to be on you as the player. 46% completion percentage, only five touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. He needed some more fine-tuning. He did. He really did. Uh, Another one of those great USC quarterbacks that came through, I also thought about Sam Darnold. I mean, he only had 24 starts. But then you compare that to a guy like Baker Mayfield, who was a walk-on at Texas Tech. Won the job and was an opening day starter. I think the first in the history of college football to be an opening day red shirt freshman starter as a quarterback. Then he transfers and goes to Oklahoma and sets all kind of records and brings home uh, the bacon with the Heisman Trophy. 48 starts between Texas Tech and Oklahoma. But the crazy thing is even with all of that experience and as good as he was in college and as scared as I was of him in Cleveland until you find out well, without defense and a running game, if you have to depend on him throwing the football outside of that spread system that he threw in college, not as scary. He's already on his fourth team. He goes from the Browns to the Panthers to the Rams. Now he's with the, uh, the, the uh, Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for him to, to get better. And then you have Tom Brady who only 25 career games, 25 career starts at Michigan. Of course, he was a six-round pick. He did 60% of his passes, 30 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, you know, in his career. So, I mean, they was running the football. Just remember in the 90s, that's what it was, especially at Michigan. So, I mean, only 25 starts and this guy is looked upon as the greatest quarterback of all time. Then you bring in the guys that are rookies now and watching their progression going through the preseason. Bryce Young, 27 starts, but you can't deny how great the kid has been even since he came in as a a freshman. Only 27 career games starting. He won 23 of them. Excuse me, 24. He was 24 and 3 as a starter. 65%. 80 touchdowns compared to 12 interceptions. That's good as as far as college. I kind of have to say that I do trust the head coach and Frank Reich being there in Carolina now. that That's me, okay? I trust the head coach there now. I understand that Indianapolis wasn't exactly the best, uh, didn't end the best, but then too, with the quarterback quandary that they was having there and it, it just wasn't great. He's got a way better quarterback than he's ever had there right now. And then CJ Stroud of Ohio State, one of the top uh, Elite 11, uh, All-American, just great quarterbacks coming out of high school himself. 26 career starts, 69% completion percentage. He threw more touchdowns than Bryce Young did. 85 and 12. And, you know, the the guy was, he was just great. He was just great at Ohio State. Now, Will Levis, on the other hand, for Tennessee fans, he graduated early from Penn State transfers to UK in 2021. Now, yeah, 65% and he throws 43 touchdowns and 23 interceptions in his college career. But you saw what happened towards the end of the second half of the season. If you're a college football fan, especially an SEC football fan, and I watched them all, it's like the guy just he came apart at times. And it just I didn't understand it, but it, and I hate saying it. He was the reason why they lost some of those games. He really was. But then you go back to that article by Ryan Dunley. Again, you had five guys that were selected in the first round with only one year starting. Now, Kyler Murray, it hasn't been great for him. He's been, he's played well and he's made a Pro Bowl and all, I mean two-time Pro Bowler, and he was selected number one overall in that 2019 draft that we mentioned. He played uh, so far in the league 57 games and the four seasons he's had he's only had one one year over 500 so you know and compared to his college career his college career 12-2 and two, right behind Baker Mayfield 12-2 54 touchdowns 7 interceptions 4300 yards passing and he ran for 1000 yards all in his one Heisman season uh, Heisman winning season and, and in the pros I mean he's got to stay healthy And something's got to give with Kyler Murray. And you keep hearing the different things. He may not be as committed as the... I don't know that. I don't know that. But on the field, the kid can make throws and he can make plays, but it's just about consistency with him. So he's clearly one of those one-year guys who also, like Baker Mayfield, was at Texas Tech and then followed him to Oklahoma. So, I mean, Uh, there's something there, there's some talent there, has to be, has to be, and and the kid clearly can play in the NFL, but can't he win on a consistent basis? The Cardinals haven't exactly been, mm, that's the reason why they had the first pick in the first first place, right? And then there's Dwayne Haskins, you know, that same draft in 2019, uh, God rest his soul, um, Washington selected him 15th overall in the first round. And this dude set all kinds of Big Ten passing records in his one-year starting. They went 13-1 that year. He threw over 50 touchdown passes in the regular season, threw 50 p- touchdown passes as compared to eight interceptions. And even the 4,831 yards, he threw for a Big Ten record as well. Um, but he was 3-10 and 10 as a starter, starting you know off as a rookie. Um, and, th- and even his maturity level was also questioned. He clearly had the talent, clearly had the talent. Of course, you know, he was killed uh, what, during the off season when they was doing workouts down in Florida and he was run over um, when he was with my Pittsburgh Steelers. But the kid clearly had the arm talent. You just gotta have the head to have it too. 6'4", 230 pounds. You know, you can set all those college records, but then when it comes to the pros, it takes a little bit more buckling down. So these guys, they could do it in college. What if they had stayed another year? If they had another year or two? But with this, it's kind of like strike when the iron is hot. You got agents and, and your parents and coaches and representatives. They're all in your ear, and you ultimately have to make the decision whether or not you're going to stay or go, right? Then there's Mitchell uh, Trubisky. Trubisky's—I mean, I couldn't find anyone under the sun, you know, for the most part, that felt like, okay, this kid probably should have stayed in college another year. So in North Carolina, he was the backup to Marquise Williams, whom he couldn't beat out. Marquise Williams didn't make it to the league. Now, Trubisky, maybe he had more talent, and maybe it was more so the thing. Well, I mean, this guy's my starter, and you know, he's paid his dues. You're good, but right now we trust him, and he's better. Well, Trubiscus came in his junior year after two years sitting the bench. The one year he got to start, 3,700 yards and 30 touchdowns and total offense out the yin-yang, 4,000 yards plus, right? And so that got him going right up those draft boards. So Mel Kuyper and all those they love – (laughs) <laughs> that right so you have these collegians especially at quarterback because quarterback is the criminal to the creme. they're the most important part of the pro football game if you don't have one of those you better have a defense that can carry them we'll get to that in a minute but with, uh, with that 2017 the Bears made him the number two overall pick and this was over Deshaun Watson who just won the national title over Alabama and led a great qu- comeback by the way over a great Tide defense, and they mentioned Patrick Mahomes. They, they picked him over Patrick. Well, a lot of people, you know, didn't know about Patrick Mahomes. They didn't know he was going to be that. The only other coach I know for a fact that was wanting to pick him was Sean Payton for the Saints. Yeah, he still had Drew Brees at the time, but yeah, you know, they they. And right in front of the Saints were the Kansas City Chiefs that picked Patrick Mahomes. But Trubisky, yeah, he he went number two overall. And that's to be fair, I mean, he made a Pro Bowl in 2018 and was 11-3 as a starter in, after only 13 games in college. So, I mean, the guy did produce a little bit, but he clearly... I mean, he showed some improvement through his career. Now he's basically a backup. You know, he went to Buffalo as a free agent in 2021. And then last year, he ends up, you know, starting four games for Pittsburgh before, of course, my quarterback and yours, Steelers fans, Kenny Pickett, the hometown hero, five years at Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, took over as a starter, which that's another guy who's got all of these starts under his belt. That's the reason why I trust this kid. Funny part is, I actually wanted the kid, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. It's like, if we get him, I, I, I like him. I'm not saying that I did not like Kenny Pickett, but when you look at it, it's like, well, this dude has all, he's kind of Brock Purdy-ish. So, you know, you have Kenny Pickett. According to NCAA.com, the guy started 52 games. That's a lot of games, man. <laughs> 52. So he's got some experience, and he's got... You know he's got a little little mud up under his fingernails already, so he doesn't his breath doesn't smell like Similac, right? So you know you have a guy that has all the potential in the world versus a guy that's played in college forever. You know I heard Colin Cowherd say once about college basketball players, and I have to be honest, it's I know I may sound kind of contradictory, but it's kind of the truth. If you have a four year guy that stayed in in college four years, most of the time. This guy's not as good as the guy that comes out after one year. Clearly, the guy that stayed in college four years needed four years. But the guy that stays in college one year, and obviously he's head and shoulders above, you know, the guys that he's playing with as being like a five-star, you know, basketball player coming out of high school. Okay. But that's basketball, and I still think that they should bake a little bit more in the oven. It's just me, but I'm not going to get on that tangent. But uh, Trubisky, I mean, he's still he's still hanging around in Pittsburgh, and I mean, I'm I'm hoping that when if he does have to play, I hope he doesn't have to play, uh, unless he's coming in to, for mop-up duty. But that he continues to improve. I mean, right now at this point, 13 games started in college. He's a, he's right now he's looking at being a career NFL backup. Uh, then there's Cam Newton, 2010. So if you don't know his story, it's really simple. He was with Tim Tebow back. You know, with florida between 2007 2008 while tebow's winning the heisman and and telling people nobody work as hard as we were working we'll win these games you know so but at, at one point there's the laptop fiasco he stole the laptop he tosses out the window of his dorm he gets kicked out so he ends up eventually going to blend junior college and then he plays the one year at auburn in 2010. wins the heisman 2800 passing yards 30 touchdown passes only seven picks he ran for 1400 yards and 20 touchdowns of course he won the night that won the heisman and the national championship all in the same year only 14 total games starting one year he was worthy of being that that number one overall pick for the carolina panthers in the 2011 draft understand that and he actually proved that he could play and stick even though his throwing motion If you want to be critical, wasn't the best, and I think he was a career 59% passer. On top of that, Uh, 11 years in the league, three-time Pro Bowler, and he won, and he was a a All-Pro and in the league MVP in 2015. The same year they went to Super Bowl 50, they lost to Peyton Manning in Peyton Manning's final game um, before he retired. Rookie of the Year 2011 came in throwing for four grand, so he he did something right. Uh, 85 qbr which that's not trash that's pretty good 194 touchdown passes compared to 123 picks and uh a record as a starter 75 68 and one and uh ran for almost 6,000 yards well 5700 yards and 75 touchdowns uh i wish he could have fixed his throwing motion a little bit better but then two he had the shoulder injury he was trashed his arm was trashed not him but his arm was trashed by the time he got to New England, and then I don't think it ever was right. I just really don't. So I think Cam could still be playing in the NFL right now. That's what I personally believe. But I think his shoulder injury may be a little bit too much. But hey, yeah, who's paying attention, right? Then there's the curious, um, and probably the one of the most, mm, I should say the, the biggest examples of all was Mark Sanchez. And I think it was magnified by his head coach, Pete Carroll, who basically told him, look, you're not ready. Most coaches, when they declare for the draft, yeah, I'm going to forego my senior year, or my remaining eligibility, I'm going to uh, go to the NFL draft, and his parents are sitting here, and his head coach is sitting there, I'm like, yeah, look, I wish him the best. One. Pete Carroll couldn't do it. <laughs> He's like, look, this kid needs to stay. He needs to stay in school. So Sanchez, I mean, he sat through the mat- Liner years, and, Uh, And John David Booty, John David Booty did get hurt, Uh, and by 2008, Sanchez, who was a Parade All-American out of modern-day high school in 2004, he's the starter now. So he's been waiting for this chance. He got it, and he took advantage. 13 games is all he started, and they went 12 and one, won the Rose Bowl, and the guy capped the season throwing for 413 yards and four touchdowns against Penn State. And his, his final stats for the college season, 3,200 yards, 65% completion, 34 touchdowns and only 10 picks. And, you know, he was a, what, first team all pack 10 uh, and also an All-American honorable mention, okay? So he had all the credentials, but he announces that Sanchez says, I'm going to forego this last year. P. Carroll says, y'all, Kid, you probably need to stay. Mark, can can you stay? And whether you believe it was because Coach Carroll wanted him to stay so he could continue to build the program. I mean, what? Coach wouldn't want you to stay. i want you to stay. But if you do go, I was like, okay. Now, if he truly believed that he wasn't ready, I really don't know if Pete Carroll would have went to those lengths to say what he said. And as a matter of fact, I have quotes from uh, press conference which and I, I read a couple different places he wouldn't even sit down he couldn't even sit down next to Sanchez <laughs> that's crazy but this is quoting from the according to the, uh, LA Times okay so I'm quoting the facts are so strong against this decision Carol said after analyzing all the information the truth is there he should have stayed for another year this is back in 2009 when he decided you know to go Carroll cited a study that shows 62 percent of underclassmen quarterbacks who declare early for the draft eventually don't pan out in the nfl he also pointed to sanchez's nfl draft evaluation which projected sanchez as a second round selection all right and i'm quoting again mark's chance to increase his value and become the top player that college football next year would have been worth 10 to 20 million or more, likely more, Carol said. One more year of running a team is almost priceless. So he lost the chance to fully prepare himself and become the very best he could be before going to the NFL. That's why there's a 62% failure rate for underclassmen quarterbacks. Yeah, and at the end of that article, it said, ouch (laughs) was he telling the truth ultimately yes he was he was telling the truth and let's just be real um so i mean just proceeding first so he knew he wasn't ready he didn't feel like he was ready but the jets and rex ryan said yeah this he's ready well he's ready enough for us fifth overall in the 2009 nfl draft and this was after uh four pick picks five picks after the Detroit Lions made Matt Stafford their first pick uh and the first pick of the draft overall. So Sanchez, I mean, he goes to the Jets. His rookie year actually was looking a little shaky. Um, and they went eight and seven while he was a starter, but they kind of squeaked into the playoffs with a nine and seven record. And even, even Rex Ryan's ground and pound team. They actually went to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they lost to the Colts 30-17. Uh, that was the same year that the, you know those Saints uh, took it all from Peyton Manning and the Colts. But uh, it, it, was, it was a great season for the Colts. But that was an underdog season for the Jets, who took it all the way to the house almost. They, they came close with a rookie quarterback who could handle a little bit of what uh, the NFL was dishing at him. But then, too, like I said, it was a ground and pound team, a team that was depending on the running of the football and defense. I've told you before, Rex Ryan is the son of Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan, I'm just going to say it, neglected offense and put all his money on defense. That's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah, he had some good players with the Eagles. Uh, and when he was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, yeah, I mean, he wasn't the head coach. Dicker was the head coach. Yeah, they had McMahon as quarterback. They had Sweetness as the running back. You know, they had a decent offense, but uh, the defense was the, the 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 catalyst, okay? And Rex Ryan built his Jets teams pretty much the same way. That's the way that it was. And the crazy thing is the next year, in 2010, they were on hard knocks, and that team went 11-5. and five. Sanchez still averaged as a passer. He was average, always averaged as a passer. 54% completion. Yeah, he threw for 3,200 yards, but I mean, a quarterback, if he throws just enough, they can reach that pinnacle. That used to be Pro Bowl caliber. Not anymore. 17 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Does that scare you? Of course not. Like I said, again, a defensive-led team that was ground and pound. They even beat the New England Patriots. In the same division, in the playoffs, New England was fourteen and two. They go all the way to the AFC Championship game, a year that I personally would like to forget, because before Pittsburgh went to the Super Bowl and lost in Dallas to the Green Bay Packers back in twenty uh, in the twenty eleven Super Bowl, they beat those Jets twenty four to nineteen. Uh, and yes, that that was at Bart Scott game. If you go back to the New England game, anybody can't be beat. <laughs> can't wait. That was the can't wait game. That was a K-Way game. But things got progressively worse for Ch- Sanchez and the Jets. I mean, in 2011, they were 8-8. And this is his record as a starter. In 2012, that was the year they brought Tim Tebow in. Uh, they were 6-9, six, six, six excuse me, 6-9 under Sanchez. And uh, that was also the Thanksgiving butt fumble game when they got the brakes beat off of them by New England 49-19. Yes, Embarrassing. Uh, but uh, after that year I guess they thought that he was going to be back 2013 he suffers a shoulder injury in the preseason uh, this was the year that they have drafted Geno Smith who took over as a starter and then 2014 they brought the Jets brought in Michael Vick well bye bye he goes off to Philadelphia for 2014 and 15 4-6 and six as a starter there he was traded to Denver then released picked up by Dallas in 2016 17 he didn't play at all even though he was with chicago and in 18 after going on one as a starter with washington then he had to retire that was it 10 years though he lasted in the in the league after only starting a grand total of 13 games in his college career can it be done yeah you make some money yes you made the league now your career wasn't what you wanted it to be but you made the league but the point is for fans for executives, that their teams win. That their teams win, that he had some bright spots. Let's just, be Let's just be real. Yeah, those 10 years, he was average passer. He only threw 56% completions. Okay, that's, that's all he was, 56%. And, you know, 86 touchdowns and 89 interceptions. That's not good. His record was only one game above 500. So, you know, New York, in that media market, probably the toughest outside of Philadelphia I think New York is the toughest okay maybe he still played in California things may have been a little bit different but Sanchez just was average as an NFL quarterback and he had he was on some Rex Ryan teams early that hit him through the defense and the running game he was more so you know look it's when you sit down in this chair when this light goes off push this button don't push that big red button and he did an okay job until he started pushing buttons on his own, was forced to push buttons on his own. This is something I always say about any player, but especially quarterbacks. Wait till they get the film on you. After that 20, nine, uh, 2009 season, the 2010 film was there. And then it's okay. Well, we got two years of film on him. Now let's make him do more. And that's what you had to do in the playoffs, especially because the better teams you play, the more film they got on you for the whole season. And then things got progressively worse. Either you're going to ascend or you're going to do what? Descend. Uh, he had some highlights. He had the 11-5 season in 2010. In 2011, he had a career high in touchdown passes with 26 and touch uh, and passing yards, 3,474 yards. That's great. He had an 88 uh, QBR in 2014. And he had the back-to-back AFC Championship games. Yes, he was more of a caretaker. But at least he was the quarterback you know sometimes you can win with a quarterback like that as long as the defense stays together remember that year they brought in San Antonio Holmes, i think plexico burris and you know they, one time they had uh the danian thomason but i mean <laughs> you can only go so far and do so much now he's a fox nfl analyst and uh, he does a really really good job he's good at his job so i'm hoping for these guys going forward i'm really hoping for anthony richardson his record in college was only six and seven, and they went 0-3 down the stretch. So, and he played as well as he could in some of those games, and sometimes he was, that's why you have to have those individual evaluations because a, a record is a team thing, but that film, don't lie, and if you have the potential to be better, especially with some better coaching, then that's why they draft you. So that's why you look at Anthony Richardson as being possibly as good as he can be. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis. Hendrick Hooker, this guy went to two different schools. Being a UT fan, I've seen him well these last two years until he blew his knee out against uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks. I couldn't, oh, I was so mad that night. Uh, But Hooker, by the way, he had 15 starts at Virginia Tech and then 22 more at Tennessee. So 49 games he appeared in for his college career. So the Lions, just in case, you got a guy that's got some, some, some time up under his belt. But well, hopefully, he's able to produce in an NFL-type offense. We shall see. We shall see. Time will tell. History does not, uh, you know, I guess you could say the history of what Bill Parcells is talking about Maybe it's a little more 50-50. We don't know. But would I rather have a Brock Purdy type quarterback coming out of college or Anthony Richardson? I don't know. I almost want a Brock Purdy, especially if my team is more ready-made. But, you know, it's all about the coaching and opportunities. That's it. References, thanks to profootballreference.com, NCAA.com, also Optimum scouting this was written by logan levy june 14 2019 one year collegiate starters and their transition to the nfl also the new york times this was written by thomas george march 25th 1999 pro football scaling the draft day mountain oregon's akili smith who has become the potential number one pick that was a good article the LA Times, Pete Carroll, Mark Sanchez should have stayed at USC. This was written January 15th, 2009. Bleacher Report, Ryan Alferi, June 23rd, 2013. How Mark Sanchez went from primetime to punchline. Ah, uh, That's it. This has been the Behind the Mic Podcast presented by Billy Up Sports, the Billy Up Podcast Network, Billy Up Media. Also, check us out at our website, BillyUpSports.com, our home base of Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Tell all your friends and family about this show, or I will find their house. Look, if you listen, you might learn something. I know I do. I'm out.